afternoon, good evening, buenas tardes, buenos noches. Today, we're going to take a break from the traditional Hispanic character stuff I normally do on Thursdays and focus more on the aftermath of Hurricane Ian and ways that you can donate. And we're going to take a look at Operation Education and what's happening within school systems. Um, hope you enjoy this special re-edition of Mission 101 as we break away from the normalcy and focus more on what's happening in our schools and with the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. Take care and have a wonderful night. just a little bit what is happening as Hurricane Ian, which is now a tropical storm, has landed in Florida. So here is here, it is very windy there. And they have the waters and the video are rapidly going very fast. Well, not in the video, you guys cannot see what you're hearing the fact of the one yourself. Well, they have, there's a guy behind it in the building. He must have been waiting out for the time to try to find a hit. And you can see the electric poles are going back and forth. And the boat, there's a boat floating. You can't see the road or anything. Some of the phrase that's still going on in Florida that is going up the coastline to Georgia and South Carolina. Now they got video. It's completely dark and the trees are going super fast. It's raining and you can see the lights flipping on and off. The clothes look really bad. You can see the the rain is pouring in onto buildings and shopping centers. And so you can hear the effects of what's happening there. It's the wind, it's the water, but you don't see it. And there's pictures of a sign that the street signs are tipped over. So nobody knows you can't see the road and the highway. They have people that are following this stuff in the distance. The road is flooded. So you're just seeing a tad bit of what's happening in Florida from Tropical Ian. They have downgraded this storm, this hurricane, to a tropical storm. So they're still having that effect of the rain and wind. And so a lot of people are hunting down at airports, wherever they can. So you got to chance to listen to some of the aftermath of what's happening in Florida right now. And they're saying... It's projected that this Hurricane Ian, which is now a tropical storm, will head into the Atlantic Ocean 
it will impact parts of Georgia and South Carolina. And so even though Ian has weakened, it still threats other neighboring states. And so anybody who's on that coastline is still still can get hit by this event that's happening. So we still need to pray for all the victims who are in the path of Hurricane Ian or the tropical storm aftermath as it makes its way up the coastline to other states that are going to be getting hit by it. And so people are marking themselves safe, but they don't know the damage yet. They're told to stay put. And so until the weather is, until it's downgraded to where it's safe to go, the paramedics, EMTs, they can't even get to people that need help. So they're told to stay put. So you have people who are trying to rescue people. And if they if they're, they can't get to the location, they have to walk through the situation. It could be a dying death situation that people in Florida can't get to because they're trapped. I have friends that have family members that are... Are in high grounds and their 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 house is caving in on them as they're sitting there, but they're also told they can't go nowhere. And so you have all these people that are trying to evacuate. You have the ones who are being ridiculous and filming during the hurricane and think it was funny. That was happening too at one of these events that was happening. That some of the videos that were being played, and so you have people who are. Who can't go nowhere. But some of these people. They had one video on TV this morning. Where the hospital caved in. And it was about 169 rooms. And so the roof is off. So all the people. The hospital that need the care. Can't get the care that they need. And a lot of them were ICU patients. So you're talking about. A wide range of disaster from a hurricane. But you also got the aftermath. That people just got to deal with. You have Puerto Rico. That also got hit. A few weeks, uh, like a week ago, in now Florida. So it's moving up the coastline. So not only do we need to pray for the people of Florida, you need to pray for anyone that's on the coastline. And so, if they lose power, you don't have, there's no connection. You lose power, you can't contact family or friends not to know what's happening. For any information on the upcoming event of what, when Tropical Storm Ian's going to hit, stay tuned. As this is a developing story on what's happening. Lord Jesus, we pray for everyone who's in the path of this tropical storm in. The ones who are waiting out until at least Friday. We know the devastation is going to hit people really hard. We are blessed by the mom people who are marked safe. Even though they're probably struggling. We pray for the ones who did evacuate. But still have to go home and see the aftermath. We know the winds and the rains have picked up. We pray for the people of Georgia and South Carolina today as they are in this path of the tropical storm. We pray for any of the tropical storms that are developing around this coastline. We know that you are there with them. May your angels and spirit guide them. May you be with the paramedics, EMTs, police officers, anyone that's trying to assist in this effort to get everything back to normal. It will take some time. But we pray for the people who are still waiting for fun members. Make sure they're marked safe or they're safe. Waiting is not fun. We pray for the people who are posting pictures of the aftermath and their families. The concern that they have. We know that you will work reckless ways. 
pay for patients as people come together to help out and donate to this all these funds they have available and pray these in your name amen than 350 Indiana, Michigan power workers. Here at home, we are looking at ways that you can help those in the hurricane's path. WSBT 22's Ashley Dagger is live for us in the studio tonight. Ashley, almost all the blood donation sites you learn in Florida have shut down. Yeah, John and Jennifer, and depending on the damage of the storm, it could be days or weeks till they reopen. The South Bend Medical Foundation says closed down blood donation centers in Florida are going to be relying on other centers across the country. They're encouraging everyone who is able to donate blood. Most blood collection locations only have one or two days worth of blood supply. Heading into the storm and transportation issues are expected to make getting blood to where it needs to go even more challenging. Blood donation organizations say the need for pilots is particularly urgent since they have a limited shelf life of just five days. I mean, we've already been experiencing nationwide blood shortages. So when disasters like this happen, it makes it even worse. Um, again, because majority of Florida blood drives have been canceled, centers have been closed. And that's a lot of blood. You can go to GiveBloodNow.com to learn more about donating or to schedule an appointment. In the studio, Ashley Dagger to BSBT 22 News. Looking for ways that you can help out the families and victims of Hurricane Ian? Well, here are some agencies that are helping out. American Red Cross. American Red Cross volunteers are currently in Florida. They are asking for donations. Or you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text the word Ian to 90999 to make a $10 donation. World Central Kitchen is a D.C.-based nonprofit that has set up a kitchen in Florida to help provide warm meals to hundreds of victims. There's also the Florida Disaster Fund. The Sunshine State has set up a private Florida Disaster Fund to respond to relief efforts. Project Hope has an emergency response team on ground currently in Florida. They will be dis distributing supplies to the local health clinics, shelters, and the National Association of Free and Charitable Clinics. And Save the Children. The organization has set up a 2022 Hurricane Ian Relief Fund. The organization said their teams will deliver essential items, including water, hygiene kits and diapers and other life-saving supplies. You can also contact the Salvation Army and you can call 1-800-725-2769 for more information on ways that you can help out those affected by the storm. You can head over to WSBT and look under Hurricane Ian. How can you help those affected by the storm? And there will be links directing you to the right donation where you would like your money to go. Take care and have a wonderful day. A good, safe place, you know, but at a certain point, like, you really don't know, you know, how severe and how big this this thing could, uh, could be. Tide is the fourth most powerful hurricane to hit the Sunshine State. Ian blasted ashore Wednesday just shy of a Category 5 storm. Holy. How is this possible? Bringing with it catastrophic winds, life-threatening flooding, and torrential rain. The parking garage that we're in, still in right now with no power is um 
it was it was buckling, it was shaking. As daylight emerges, residents will get their first glimpse at the scope of the damage. Many residents trapped in their homes where they chose to ride out the storm. We're kind of gonna just play it by ear and, you know, pick up the pieces, assess damages. More than two and a half million residents were told to evacuate before the storm. Those who didn't will have to wait. We will get to them as soon as we can. And as Ian continues its destructive march across Florida, the Orlando area and parts of the East Coast are getting pummeled with that rain and wind. We were already expecting about 12 to 20 inches of rain. Some places could see up to 30 inches. So stay home, stay safe. In Punta Gorda, I'm Ivan Rodriguez. It's one of the reasons districts are employing teachers on emergency permits. It's a way for people to teach while working toward a full teaching license in a particular area. WSPT 22's Operation Education reporter Kristen Bean shows us how it's making a difference. Look at this. According to the Indiana Department of Education's job bank there are over 2800 open jobs in schools across the state and when you narrow the search for teachers there are around a thousand open teaching positions in the state of indiana and we're two months into the school year this means school districts are having to get creative to fill classrooms we have a number of emergency permit teachers in the district that have very um, journeys on how they arrived at, at that place. That's Brandon White, Assistant Superintendent of Academics for South Bend Community School Corporation. He talked with us about how the district is filling many positions with teachers on emergency permit. An emergency permit is basically a temporary credential so a person can teach something they aren't licensed in. The person must have at least a bachelor's degree and must be working toward a teaching license in the area they want to teach. When we can blend that person's content knowledge with, with, with the sports that we can provide, it still makes us pretty confident in the, the education that we are providing to our students. South Bend is one of the school districts in the state with the highest number of emergency permits. According to the Educator Licensing Report to the General Assembly last year, there were 90 original emergency permits issued to the South Bend School Corporation. You can see that's more than any other school in the state. But we would love to have more fully certified teachers entering our classrooms on day one. But right now, with us having it having just like every other district in the country facing these teacher shortages um at least we do have this emergency permit option to make sure that we are are staffing our schools in south bend and around the state this past school year emergency permits were focused in many high need areas like elementary education math and language arts take a look at this this spreadsheet shows all the emergency permits issued for schools across the state and this is south bend community school corporations you can see corporation wide 238 emergency permits were issued for the district last school year many of them in hard to fill areas now these high numbers could account for people teaching outside their content area. So for example, maybe a science teacher needed an emergency permit to teach social studies this year. Or look at this, one emergency permit was listed for Arabic. Finding someone who is 
is not only fluent in the language, but then also has the desire and the ability to learn how to teach the language um, is a hard area. And so emergency permits do allow us to fill, you know, these hard or, or these unique um, curricular areas, um, but it also adds to the richness of the of the um, the courses and classes that we can provide to our students. Nearly every school district in our area has teachers on emergency permits. State data shows PHM had 62 last year. Elkhart Community Schools had 77 last year. Goshen had 50. And now in Indiana, there are more pathways than ever for someone to serve students in the classroom, even without a teaching license. The state now has 10 licensed pathways, including new adjunct teacher permits, which was created during this year's legislative session. So first, I believe it starts with heart um, before anyone having um, an understanding about the pedagogy of teaching. And so I think if someone is dedicated and really wanting to be a part of this profession of educators, I think that's the number one ability that we want someone to have. Of course, there are concerns. While schools work to staff classrooms, there is a worry that unprepared teachers could see higher turnover. It's something we're looking into for Operation Education on Wednesday. Why some education experts say urban school districts are more impacted by this. In the newsroom, Kristen Bean, WSBT 22 News. If you have a story that you Right. New at six districts are trying to find creative ways now to help staff classrooms. Operation Education reporter Kristen Bean shows us why there are some with concerns. According to the Indiana Department of Education, there are more pathways now than ever before for people to serve students in the classroom, whether that is a current teacher getting licensed in another subject area or someone who isn't a licensed teacher at all but has decided they want to be a teacher. Still, there are concerns that unprepared teachers could cause more turnover. Inside many local schools, there are teachers teaching without a license. So first, I believe it starts with heart um, before anyone having um, an understanding about the pedagogy of teaching. Last year, there were nearly 240 teachers teaching on emergency permits in South Bend Community School Corporation. It's not unique. Many schools across the state have teachers on emergency permit. It's one of the ways schools are combating the teacher shortage. We have a number of emergency permit teachers in the district that have very um, journeys on how they arrived at, at that place. An emergency permit is basically a temporary credential so a person can teach something they aren't licensed in. The person must have at least a bachelor's degree and must be working toward a teaching license in the area they want to teach. Emergency permits do allow us to fill, you know, these hard or, or these unique um, curricular areas, um, but it also adds to the richness of the of the um, the courses and classes that we can provide to our students. Emergency permits are just one way for people interested in teaching to serve students in the classroom. There are 10 different licensed pathways and 55 education preparation programs in Indiana right now. But now we have to move into how do we get them to stay? Hope Smith Davis is the School of Education Dean at IU South Bend. The university is right now teaching the next generation of teachers. And while Smith Davis is supportive of what the state is doing to support schools through the teacher shortage crisis, there are concerns. This is decades old research is that 
a well-prepared teacher has the biggest impact on student learning and student development and growth and achievement. And there's just no way around that. So the, the, the concern about many different licensure pathways is when you have folks who are less prepared to come in, there's higher turnover and there's also this, this risk of since they're not as well prepared, they don't clearly know what they're walking into in the classroom. They're not serving the students as well. Smith Davis says it's important that people heading into the classroom have a realistic idea of the challenges teachers face. And she says schools need to do a better job of supporting those people when they get there. There's so much about learning and development and growth that goes into teacher preparation programs. Smith Davis says because of their challenges, urban school districts like South Bend have a more difficult time finding teachers and retaining them. The good news, most teachers that are entering classrooms in the state are staying put. Smith Davis points to teacher retention rates at schools in our area, which show 80 to 95% of teachers are staying at their school district. They are retaining their teachers, they just have a need for more of them. The district is working extremely hard to change that perception of South Bend not being the place you want to work. In South Bend, the high number of emergency permits and other teachers on various state pathways can also be attributed to the size of the school district. More students, more school buildings means there are much more positions to fill. To see how your school district compares with teachers on permits and retaining educators, go to this story on our website. I've also included more information on how people can get into teaching. In the studio, Kristen Bean, WSBT 22 News.
Mishawaka High Schoolers are reading books to the younger kids. The teens are part of the Chick-fil-A Leadership Academy. They're not only learning skills on how to become better leaders, they're also inspiring the next generation. I think seeing the smiles on kids' faces is one of the sweetest things that you can ever see, and I love hearing them laugh, and even though some of them can be a little wild, it's just a great atmosphere to work with. These are them in a few years they're going to be these high school students and it's exciting the students love being around the older kids and so for them the older kids to hear the kids laughing and really inspire them is so meaningful but i'm hoping that the the younger kids too will be really excited about what's to come in their future along with special handwritten messages from the leadership team the 175 students went home with Five new books donated by Chick-fil-A, a part of the Million Books Giveaway. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and Elkhart leaders gathered today to share resources and spread the word. The story's new for you at 5 tonight at Elkhart County Superior Court Judge is sharing trends that she has seen in domestic violence cases. WSBT 22's Erica Finke is at the live desk force tonight. Erica, the judge, says she has seen an increase since the start of the pandemic. And while she hasn't quantified the data, a report by the Council on Criminal Justice found domestic violence incidents increased 8.1% after pandemic lockdown began and leaders in Elkhart want to make sure survivors know that they're not alone. Elkhart is naming October Domestic Violence Awareness Month within the city. Mayor Rod Robertson says people can't hide from these conversations because you don't want it to happen in your community or closer to home. We know through stats that there have been more domestic abuse cases that has occurred since the pandemic. Uh, so we have to be more diligent, more vigilant 
more aware of the fact that it's happening so that we can help those victims and their families. The YWCA of North Central Indiana helps many men, women, and children throughout the community in need of help and shelter. The CEO of the Safe Haven says she never realized how many people in her own life were impacted by domestic violence until she got this job. And they had never mentioned that until I got this job. And so that's what, and then I had a neighbor that was dealing with domestic violence. And so all of a sudden, um, when people found out where I worked, they felt comfortable talking about it. It's an issue that Elkhart Superior Court Judge Christine Osterday deals with every day. We see a lot of financial exploitation or just, you know, control factors and not allowing a person to have freedom over their own decisions. She wants people to know that these situations aren't always involving physical violence. It's not just a criminal justice issue. It's not just a court issue. It's not a law enforcement issue. It is a community issue. And it is something that we all need to be mindful of. And I'll have information on this story at WSBT.com. And if you're needing help accessing the Internet or you're afraid of using your own devices, Judge Osterday suggests using a public library or a friend's phone to look up resources. At the live desk, I'm Eric Finke, WSBT 22 News. Community school says it'll take a lot of bricks to breathe new life into a historic building on the district's property. Maria Catanzarite is live from Jimtown to explain how the engravable brick fundraiser works. Maria? Terry and Lauren, so the money is already there to renovate this uh, old Bago Township High School gym, which was built back in 1929, and it's on the Indiana Landmarks list. But what the school district is doing in Bago Community Schools is that they are selling these engravable bricks in hopes of raising enough money that they need to build an endowment fund, which will then fund the community programming that's going to be going into the community center, as well as the building maintenance. So they just launched this engravable brick fundraiser. They want to raise $1.5 million for that endowment fund. The bricks start at $150 for 4x8s, up to $250 if you want to buy an 8x8. Superintendent Byron Sanders says the building's been vacant since the early 2000s, and and since then it's been used for long-term storage, but not for long. And we hope the community uses this space well. We don't have a space like this here in Bago Township, and so we're excited about contributing uh, to the community uh, in this space. And we'll be sure to put the fundraiser information for you on our website. Just look for the story after the newscast. But coming up tonight on 16 News Now at 6, I'll tell you what kind of community programming is expected to go into the new Jimtown Community Center. Back to you guys from Elkhart County. All right.
Take me back to childhood, take me back to youth Take me back to days gone by before I was consumed Before I knew what struggles were Just a child, life so pure Before I thought the drugs could cure Before this life felt so unsure Days gone by, I wanna die Contemplating suicide Pick the gun up, hammer back I'm done with this, say goodbye Never will I know again the joy of life My laughing kids smile as I feel amazed The beauty of a summer day Please Lord, I need you I'm on my knees, God, I need you I call out for you, Jesus I say your holy name Truth unfolds, I feel the cold barrel on my skin The lies I told, I sold my soul, I feel the weight of sin Take me back, take me back, Jesus let me in Pull me from the depths of hell, don't let this be my end Yahweh save me, hear my cries, I pull the trigger back Hear a click, nothing happens, bullet must have jammed There you were, a light so pure, stretching out your hands I look into your loving eyes, the one that understands You can see my brokenness with just a little glance Years of hollowed emptiness into the great expanse The time I spent chasing drugs that had me in a trance The days I spent avoiding you, doomed to loneliness You are my rock and redeemer, Lord I give you all glory and praise, Lord of hosts The Alpha and Omega One, one, one more try, I'm seeking life, don't wanna die no more You pick my broken pieces up off the wooden floor Put me back together, strengthening my core Rescued me from drowning, brought me safely to the shore Lord, I'm seeking after you with all my heart today Pull from darkness, light inside, never walk away Change my heart, death no more, taken from the grave Find myself in your grace, never be the same Lord, I'm seeking after you with all my heart today Pull from darkness, light inside, never walk away Change my heart, death no more, taken from the grave Find myself in your grace, never be the same Lord, you found me in my darkness, freed my soul, cleared my conscience Gave me eyes to see beyond this, washed me clean, gave me heart back Changed my life, I walk in glory, author of an epic story I walk in faith with you before me, the skies are clear and when there's storm I keep your name coming out my mouth, the multitudes are bowing down Tongues confess, knees hit the ground, the king of glory has been crowned All the heavens bowing down, trumpets blast, the cheers resound Jesus coming on the clouds, the prince of darkness cast it out Hello everybody, I hope you enjoyed listening to the re- special re-edition of Mission 101 where we focused on ways that we can help the families affected by Hurricane Ian which is now has been characterized as a tropical storm and is projected to hit Georgia, South Carolina. We pray for all the families that are in this path, the ones who are waiting were on the loved ones it is very difficult to wait. I know I have family that I don't know. My uncle has been sharing that are in Florida and we're still wearing it on word if they're okay or not. I have friends that have parents who are 
who their houses had collapsed, but they're still standing, they're still kicking, still alive. We don't know the devastation that Florida has hit, except to what's on, um, shown on the TV. But we continue to pray for the families affected by this. We pray for any, anybody that's in the pathway of this, anybody in a coastline. Sometimes it can be difficult to wait and to hear the aftermath. We pray for everybody. In these names we pray.